This song stuck in my head all weekend. Who's this band? Los Niños. This is a current song? Two years ago. There it is. Estúpido. What's it called? Estúpido. Los Papis or Los, los, los Niños. Los Papis are called. Los Papis. Young band out of City of Commerce, California. Oh, they're from Commerce? Yeah, they've been singing since they were one year old. I just made all it up. I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> but doing that a lot lately. I know. You do that a lot. All the time. People may I gotta have an answer for everything. What is that over there? Sea cushion. Oh, so that's a armoire. It's completely different. You mean an ottoman? Ottoman. No, but I meant to say armoire. That's like a cabinet. Like I know. A, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're back. We're back. Enchilada casserole. Enchilada casserole. Yes. So uh, I had a question last time. Well, do you want to start with a uh, discussion of the election and stuff or, or what? Whatever. Oh, the question first. Oh, it was a little question, but um, I don't even know. Maybe we talked about this the first time we did a a podcast together. Um, because you said, uh, you would wait up for Santa, right? When we were talking about Santa last time, it's been a month since we did a podcast, by the way, but we were talking about Isaac and, and how it was going to be breaking it to him that there's no Santa because he's so, he's all about fairness, you know, yes, <laughs> and not being misled about things in life. So I just see he's going to have a big blow up about it. But anyway... We were talking about that last time, and you said you would wait up for Santa, or you're waiting up for Santa, but then your mom had like coffee or let you have coffee and cookies or whatever. Yes. But didn't you go to mass? No. Back then, you didn't go to mass because you guys do mass, and then you do you come back from mass and open presents. Yes, at twelve thirty. At midnight. At twelve thirty. One in the morning. So there's really no illusion of Santa though, because. You know you're going home to open presents. Yes. After mass, and there's no discussion of Santa, though, right? Like, so why were you waiting? We up have for him never then? woken up to open presents. <laughs> and I, that's so weird. And I feel like we've talked about this, but that's we so still weird wait to me. Seven in the morning, go to sleep. 
Yeah, that's so weird to me. That that is a Mexican American thing. I don't know if other uh, Latino cultures do that. I never heard that from my Puerto Rican friends or Dominican friends when I lived in New York. I never heard about that. Um, New Year's Eve is big, man. I'm sorry. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. There's but, a lot of food, too. Yeah, well, there's food in, in non-Mexican cookies, households, tamorado, too. Tamales, pozole. Because it's usually like candy, nuts, you know, a dinner. Like some people have ham, some people have turkey, you know, or whatever. But... um pie and coffee and all that stuff but you guys uh we didn't have pies growing up you never had pie no we didn't oh. have the turkey no pie so my sad. mom makes some cake but i don't, I don't remember eating dessert. So you never had like pumpkin we pie? never had dessert well i never i never really had dessert as a kid either well for thanksgiving no dessert they might be champurrado with our dessert and, and explain the, what champurrado is the sweet tamal it's like cornmeal. It's a cornmeal drink. Yeah. But it's it's thinner than you think. It's thinner than like the cream of wheat texture. It's like runny, runny, runny cream of wheat, right? Yes. But it's corn-based. And it's sweet. And they serve it around Christmas time, right? Throughout Or Thanksgiving too? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's thick. It's thick, but not as thick as cream of wheat. No. It's like runnier. A runnier version. Then there's the Oaxacan version that we had. That was good. Was that atole? Atole, yes. Or no, you guys make atole too, huh? Oh, I like that. That's more corn flavor. I like that. But anyway, uh, I just was wondering about that. But yeah, Mexican Americans, as far as I know, it's I don't know if it's other Latino cultures too. You can let me know. Uh, but um, that surprised me when I met you. I never knew that that you open presents Christmas Eve and went to bed or late, late, early in the morning, right? And then there's no waking up in the morning. Like, we sleep know. in. Yeah, sleep in. That's weird. We sleep in to 10 and <laughs> get up, eat again. <laughs> eat tamales all night, all day. And if you have a present with batteries, you ain't getting any batteries. <laughs> you just have to look at your toys sitting well, there. Everybody rides their bike. <laughs> uh, Sad. Why would you get some kid a remote control? <laughs> Toy with no batteries. <laughs> no batteries. That happened a lot to me Sucks. too as a kid. Yeah, we we <laughs> where the batteries ran out after the first week, and then no more. My it favorite just sat in the toy box. The best present I ever got. I don't know if, if my somebody got it for me. I had a helicopter that flew around in a circle and picked stuff up. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> Pick stuff up like with a magnet or something. No, it had a little hook. Oh, yeah? Oh, I've seen that before. So it, it will fly around in circles, but you control it. Uh-huh. You control it. It flew around in a circle. It had, a, it had like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a metal wire that connected to the, to the round con- where the thing was controlled from. And it would just fly around and go fast. And you really control it. I really liked it. And you could pick up stuff. Hit them like the, the helicopter rem- that Isaac had, the remote control one. It yeah. kept breaking. yeah. Kind of like that, that was but a hard one to figure out. Yeah, man, I always like helicopter remote control. Things. Yeah, I like that. It was cool. That was my best toy. That sounds cool. And it glowed in the dark. So I turn on the lights. <laughs> you can see the wire in the morning. It looks cool, man. You got to charge it in under the lamp all day, don't you? Yeah, like for hours. I remember so much oh, of that taking uh, up my childhood, laying stuff on top of the light bulb so it would get charged, like a little man or a little, you know, little action figure or something. I still do that with my watch. 
Which one? The green watch you got me. It glows oh, in the, the dark. The so I put Silson? it. Yeah, I put it in the, the light on the plane. Then I look at it. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice watch. They're getting a Felipe's uh, a T-shirt that was my front, that has a, my face in the front. Then at nighttime it glows. Interesting. So if you're running, with a, running from the cops, not a good shirt to have because now they'll shoot me in the head <laughs> and you're in the chest. <laughs> Interesting. I like the idea. I don't know how much... Uh, would be to make that kind of shirt and whether it would last whether the glow in the dark powers would last have you ever had a shirt that did that no have to talk to our, out there have to talk to our printer and see what he can do oh we saw um medea it was funny <laughs> the boo, boo movie it was funny medea yeah i ha- i have to admit i avoided medea from the day that first shit came out Which i one? The first movies that started coming out that he started putting out after he did them as plays, you know, because there are a lot of black plays or plays of black churches, I should say, that go around the church circuit. There used to be this one. I loved this song. I loved the commercial for it because I love this song that the girl sang. It ran around Dayton for a long time. I think it ran around the Midwest in churches and like um, convention centers. And then they invite a lot of churches in the community to go to it. But it was like a black play, uplifting, focused on religion, you know, a lot like the boring parts of the Medea movies, you know. Um, there's there's a message, you know, some sort of social issue, and then, you know, got to have faith in God and prayer and all this stuff, you know, go to church. But um, But there was this one play, it was a musical, like a gospel musical called Mama, I Want to Sing. And I loved that. I loved the songs from that one. But they would play the commercials all the time in Dayton, Ohio, because it was always running. It was always being performed. But there are a lot of those. And Tyler Perry, he's, he grabbed onto those, man. He, he knew where his audience was. He knew how to find his audience. You know, it's a little boring in those parts. But Medea, I really, <laughs> really like her. I avoided it for a long time, though. I didn't want to go see him. And then we stumbled upon, I think we were all bored last year, right? And we watched the Christmas one. Medea Christmas, because we were here, right? And we yeah. were just like chilling and saying, what do we want to watch? Let me just watch this. And we were dying that. We were dying. Larry the Cable Guy's in that. I didn't watch it. You did watch no, it. I didn't. <clears throat> Larry the Cable Guy, and it's a um, Medea's, I think, granddaughter or niece or something, and she's, um, she's uh, living with a white guy, mm. and he's like a farmer. And she's like a, I think she's an attorney or a teacher or something like that. And she's a teacher. And then um, her whole family comes to visit and they don't know they're living together. They think this guy works for her. Well, it's anyway, I know it's a long story. But anyway, um, we were watching that. You never, you didn't see it with us? I don't remember. Oh, I know you did. You were dying too. And then I started watching all those Medea movies. But Boo was funny. Um. It was funny. It was good. Isaac loves the outtakes. He loves Medea. Right after Medea came out, people, we stopped seeing less clowns with guns. Yeah, and we were wondering if it, I mean, some people were saying it was a marketing ploy. They didn't know for what. But once it got too... Um, Medea had a lot of clowns. Yeah, there were a lot of clowns. And I wonder if it might have been his marketing. A lot of evil clowns. Like <laughs> They were all from a, yeah. from a college 
college kids dressing up like clowns and scaring people. Yeah. It was hilarious. I wonder it's it's weird. It's a good movie. It was funny. <clears throat> We've been watching that Westworld too. Yeah. Westworld is good. Westworld's good. How do you feel about oh I wanted to backtrack a little bit with the Medea thing because a lot of people got mad that Tyler Perry brought back Medea after I don't know, it's been eight years, maybe less than that, six <sighs> years. And he said he wasn't gonna do it anymore. And but he got you know, he gets flack from the black community for dressing like a woman. And uh and you got flack for dressing like a woman. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did some. I not know. I mean you're not Tyler Perry level of fame, so it wasn't that many, but people did complain when you were in that Target commercial. But I played the father. Oh, you played everybody. Kids. I the played kids. two group. I played two women. I know. <laughs> you were the little girl and the mom, but you were the dad and then the little boy. Yeah. But yeah, you know, people were saying stuff about that too, like, oh, you let them do that to you. But you know, Medea is Tyler Perry's creation. Nobody made him do it. Nobody. <laughs> you know. You know, Monty Python, kids in the hall, they all dress like women. But they're white. It's different. They're white. I know. But it's like, why is it different? If they created the characters, Tyler Perry created his character, you know, Martin created that uh, Shanae character, you know, nobody made it. It's all Mom Ma- Maybelline, huh? Uh, um, I don't know. I think it's more, it's what's his face? Um, I don't even think it's that. Uh, Flip Wilson. You know, and he did. Now, he didn't like, he wanted to branch out and do other things, and he didn't like being pigeonholed in that Geraldine character. I'm going to start doing a Mexican lady <laughs> on stage. I'm sick of these meat. Marta. These, I'm sick of these uh, Marta. Bi- viral videos with a guy, Latino guy, playing a woman. And, and like, doing the same jokes. Same jokes, cheesy jokes. And then they also have, they have like a crooked wig and yes. like a five o'clock shadow or a beard. Like, it's not funny. Mexican moms be like. <laughs> I'm so sick of the. Latino moms The be disheveled, like, disheveled Mexican older lady in a house coat sort of look, you know. And uh, I, I forget some of these guys' names. There's like a Vine guy who also does Instagram videos with, like with that character. I don't know. He plays a couple characters. One of them's a mom. I don't like. Yeah. That. I don't like that guy. Like a John Leguizamo type guy. You were telling me that um, the the neighbor there. We have Armenian neighbors all over the place, and Mexican neighbors and Filipino neighbors. A lot of neighbors. We live in um, United Nations of Glendale. <laughs> United Nations of Glendale. Yeah. And um, when I was at, when I was at a town, the the neighbor lady she lost her phone. She couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. So she came knocking to our house. And we thought her name was Jasmine, by the way. I thought her name was Jasmine. We always somebody, thought. Somebody in that family is Jasmine. I, I thought Cougar called her Jasmine, I thought, too. I thought Cougar called like her Yasmin. Jasmine, too. Yeah, Jasmine. Jasmine, the lady. <laughs> That's what I thought her name was. We have a, a neighbor, right? Um, little, little Ike, Isaac Hayes, a.k.a. Miklo, Lisa's son. Um. Like he always he listens to me and um, give people nicknames. Like if I, if I see somebody with a funny face, I give him a nickname right away, like <laughs> just to make people laugh. But for a while, Ike was doing that loud in front of in places. Look, 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 Wolfman. Like you'll see a guy with a lot of hair. <laughs> oh, he would say the nickname out loud too out loud, loud, right? Yeah. Or just say it like walk out to us because he wants to be funny. Mm-hmm. 
And man, but the funniest thing because our neighbor, he comes out with no t-shirt and sweats, right? And shoes with no socks and no and um he had a hairy chest. His hair his chest looks like um that stuff you find under the couch. <laughs> dust bunnies. Dust bunnies, man. <laughs> his chest is full of dust bunnies. <laughs> and when we had a when we had a a hamster, the hamster was sometimes run away. We couldn't find her. And she'll be under the under the couch and she'll come out and she'll have a bunch of dust bunnies on her little feet. <laughs> And we say, and Lisa said, "Look, she's wearing Uggs." <laughs> so oh. that man has also has balding gray hair, and Isaac calls him Professor X no, from X Men. I think he's completely bald, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's bald. Yeah, his head is bald, but his he- chest is very, very hairy. This guy sounds angry all the time. All the time, and he probably is. He seems angry, but anyway. So Jasmine, yeah. So the late old lady. So they're married. They're at the end of our little row of apartments. She comes over to the house. La vecindad. <laughs> she, she comes uh, she comes over and goes, oh, I'm so sorry. Like we had the door open and she's standing at our porch. Oh, I'm so sorry. And Isaac said, mom. And I For was what? Right For leaving the water on? No. <laughs> well. She keeps the hose on. No, she, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, 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 I can't find my phone. Can I borrow your phone? I need to call my husband and all this stuff. So she goes, so I said, yeah, 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 okay. And um, she starts dialing numbers and she's standing outside and I'm just inside waiting for my phone. And she never talked to anybody and then she handed me the phone back and I said, did you get through to anybody? Nobody answered. Nobody answered. I said, oh, okay. She didn't leave any messages. So this strange number called these people, right? So they're not going to pick up. No immigrant. Yeah, I mean, these are Armenian immigrants. Like, they are not going to pick up a unknown number. But they did call me back. Especially 323. All they know is 818. Yeah, so so she's... So anyway, she hands me back the phone. Nobody answered. I said, okay. And um, I said, you could use it later if you need to. She goes back to her house. And then, like, half an hour later, Isaac and I, we ordered some takeout. So we're eating and just sitting there. And my phone rings. And I said, hello. And the lady says, hello. And I said, hello. Hello. And I said, who's hello. this? And I said, who's this? I, you call me. You call me from this number. Oh, oh, okay. You must be the person that my neighbor called. Um, she lost her phone and she was calling her daughter. And um, this is my phone. I'm her neighbor. She borrowed my phone. No, I found it. What? I found it. And then I hear, I walk toward the door and I can hear her in her apartment talking to me on the phone. She found her phone and she's calling me going, why did you call me? Because she called herself. She called her phone from my phone yeah. and forgot half an hour later that she called her phone to look for it, right? And like, why do you bug me? So anyway... I said, no, 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 okay, you found your phone, that's great. So then I get a call about 10 minutes later, and it's the old man. But I didn't realize it at first, and he goes, hello? And I said, hello? And I said, who's this? He said, who's this? You called me. <laughs> and I said, oh, that was uh, Jasmine. You know Jasmine? He said, yes, yeah, she's my daughter. I said, no, your wife. <laughs> no, my daughter. 
and I said, "Okay, well, your na- your wife, our neighbor. I'm I'm your neighbor down the down the um down the lane." And he goes, uh, "Oh, I said apartment A." He said, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then he said, uh, "I said she lost her phone. She called you with my phone. That's it." And he was like, "Oh, okay, hang up." So weird. It's weird, huh? Weird, huh? Weird. They called me, wondering why I called them. I mean, I understand him calling, but her calling? Why is she calling me? You called me. <laughs> you called yourself with my phone. You don't remember? Who Who's in the business of calling random unrecognizable numbers back? Do you do that anymore? No. When, you, when somebody calls you and you don't recognize a number and they don't leave a message, do you ever anymore call? Maybe when I first got my cell phone, I would call and say, hey, I got a call from this number, or if you had a beeper, you know. And a number came through. Me, if if I if you call me and I don't pick up, then you text me and I don't text back. It never happened. <laughs> I mean, there's no record of that. Like, I'll show you my phone, man. <laughs> It'll be deleted. Your phone call will be deleted. You ask me, let me see your phone. Listen, bro, you never text me. There it is. Well, is that what you do when you so when I say I called you? <laughs> Not when you. I know who you are. <laughs> I know. But I an know. unknown number. Yeah. They text me. They call me. I don't return the call. It's crazy. No, that's crazy. Who does that? Well, that little band reminded me of Menudo a little bit. As I said, you know, they were always flirting with somebody, and I felt like half of those kids were too young. You know, like three of them were thirteen to fifteen. You know, or whatever. But the other guys were like nine. Way too young to be flirting. Oh yeah, that song. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember looking up when I, Menudo used to come on on Saturday mornings in uh, Colorado. And I remember looking up in a Spanish dictionary what Menudo meant. First of all, they don't even put the, um, no, they do put a stew with tripe or whatever, but they also put um, small change. That's another definition, right? Like a little bit of loose change. That's another definition for Menudo. But, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I didn't know where the name came from. I didn't know what it meant. So what does it mean? Is it like a mixture? What do you think Menudo means in terms of the band? I've never really found out what that what the word would refer to for It's a these Puerto boys. Rican thing. I don't think Puerto Ricans eat Menudo. No, I don't think so. They have other types of food like that. Pale Menudo. You don't know why they'd call themselves no. Menudo? I don't either. I don't I don't get it. I thought maybe because they were a mixture, but you're right. They probably don't eat Menudo. But Menudo menudo, menudo does look the same going in your mouth and going out. I don't know why you said that right now. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> but did I tell you that I used to drink Menudo out of a cold cup? That's so gross. <laughs> oh man, that that um, there used to be um, there used to be because there is there it, it doesn't exist. There was this ghetto as fast food joint on Parkman and Sunset in Silver Lake. I know where that is. And that person had a restaurant like a it was called Tom's or Jim's. I don't know. It's like a burger stand, burger stand sort of thing. Yeah. But this guy had all the it stuff. It was Tom's. It was called Tom's. And all his um, advertisement, like the, the the hamburger special, was the same uh, the same um, print from Jack in the Box. 
So oh, yeah? it looked like a jumbo jack. I thought they did it in like the shoe polish on the window, didn't they? No, they had they had that too. Oh, okay. But inside, well, long story short, man. <laughs> whenever, whenever I used to be hungover on a good one, or I didn't, or I finally woke up out of after a binging, I will go there and I'll get a, a menudo and I'll put it like in a large soda cup, oh. and it was red. And you just drink down all that nasty tripe. Yeah, and stuff? man, it was oh. red. And I would put cilantro and onions and lemon and Gross. jalapeno, cut up jalapenos with, with a side of beans and tortillas and cheese on, on a man. After not eating for five days <laughs> and all you had was gin and juice or cranberry yeah. vodka or or beer and, and, and cigarettes and crack. <laughs> And no water, man. No I don't know water. how you're alive. Me neither, I, man. I really no don't water. Know. And I didn't want to eat. You know, I, I don't know why. What was I thinking? But that was like my nutrient. I was like, I felt like Rocky, freaking <laughs> that. Like things are gonna be all right. Did you go party that night? No, two days later. You're done. Oh, two days later. But it was good. Man. I remember how good it tasted. Just the broth was delicious, but it was one of the best menudos I ever had. Probably because I was sad. Yeah, but also because your body was like in need of something, some sustenance. My body was happy, man. Yeah. Like slippers getting pallets after three days. <laughs> man, I remember when you said that right now, like you felt uh, how it made you feel and everything. It, it reminded me of when you were, you came home, when we lived in the little house, the little apartment, the studio, and you, um, you came home after a binge of, I don't know, four days, five days. And you would call it along the way, but I didn't know where you were. And then you showed up, and then you wanted to take a shower. And you took a shower, and then you were in your robe and everything. And I was just, like, wondering what was going to happen next. I had no idea. So I was just silent and, you know, two people in the studio, silent to each other. And I was just, you had your robe and your wet hair, and you were just kind of sitting there. And I was like, what is he thinking? Is he going back out? Is he going to stay in here? I had just is he woken done up with his the, binge? I had just woken up from the binge? No, you were. You would come home. You came oh. home. Took off dirty. your socks. Your socks were another level of funk. And I threw them away. They were so bad. I, I woke up so dirty that everything had to war. That everything that we're wearing had to go immediately in the trash. <laughs> it wasn't smell bad. Like it wasn't salvageable. Like if you were to wash it with other clothes, it'll dirty the other clothes. <laughs> Probably. Like I would leave. I would leave footprints of stinky feet smell. <laughs> it was bad. But you came home, and then I was just like watching your back. Like, is he gonna go out again? And uh, then you slept for twenty four hours. I can't believe it that I slept 24 hours. You slept for 24 hours really? that night, yeah. And then when you woke up, you I'm left hungry. Ag- You left again. No, you left again. I just woke up and left? You left. You got dressed? Leave? No. And, and then what happened after that? I don't know. You were like that for probably three months. And so then, I slept 24 hours and took off? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And I got the party started again? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I was sad. Yeah. But see, there were, those were the times when I didn't know if you were done with this binge or, you know, or if it was like you were going to recharge and go back out again. 
It's sad because um, the holiday always brings out the binging in people. Sure. Because they want to, um, they think they're gonna gonna part, they're gonna party at that ho- at the Christmas party or the Halloween or the Thanksgiving party. And so it's always like the day before Thanksgiving when anybody, anyone who's an addict or or things they they're gonna just have a, I'm just gonna have a. Eggnog. I never had eggnog. Just a glass of wine. I never had eggnog. (laughs) Don't find an excuse. Oh, oh man. I never had bun cake with rum in it. (laughs) You know, or just to have a little taste. Yeah, there's always an excuse when you're an addict. The day before Thanksgiving, it's always like bad for anybody who wants to party. Who's a party animal because you're going to party on Wednesday night and you're going to get home at 7 or 6 and fall asleep. And then, man... That happened to me one night when I was living at the Boylston house. It was a Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and the next day was Thanksgiving, and it was already like six or seven, and the people I was hanging out with, they were, they were asleep. And he goes, you ain't going to stay here for Thanksgiving? And I just here, like Thanksgiving? There, there was nothing to do. I guess we were going to go get some food from somewhere and celebrate with some crack smoking. Yeah, but those guys, those were the chronic users, though, yeah. right? They're used to use every day. Yeah, they're used to living, and they've they've they maintained. They've maintained. They've figured out how to maintain and and eat I was just and all binging. that. But you were binging, and you weren't even thinking about food. You weren't thinking about holidays. You weren't thinking about anything. <laughs> they were smoking. They, they were smoking crack like they were hitting a bowl. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, just smoke crack every. It just day. becomes, I think, something to just keep you level. They don't ever find a great high again. You know. It's just like, I'm, I'm chasing the white horse. <laughs> I'm surprised nothing happened to me. I'm really surprised. Well, when you told that, I don't know if you told that story on a podcast yet, where you you were, did you hitchhike? That guy picked you up? Some guy picked you up near the LA River and you had just scored or something like that. It was some guy and he got you in his car and you went with him. I mean, he could have killed you. Yeah. Were you guys, did he know you had just bought drugs or what? Like you said you didn't know him, but he I don't picked remember. you up. Or you picked him up. No, I met him at the airport. No, not that guy. Oh, I don't know him. There was another guy you said by the LA River and he was driving or you were you had a car and he didn't. And one of you guys gave somebody, gave each other a ride, but you didn't know each other. Oh, there's some guy now living in the projects. Some long haired dude showed up mm-hmm. and he wanted to smoke crack, but he didn't know anybody. So I took him around all day oh. scoring. And then after he was done, he let me go. Oh. And I still wanted a little something. Come on, man. Give me five bucks. I hung out with you all day. <laughs> and you made sales too? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was. Were you was, smoking crack at the time? Yeah, when I was living in the projects, I was already like smoking crack, but I wasn't really selling that much. So I would just hustle like. Someone like that guy will come in and go, hey, man, I'm trying to buy something. Right. I'm trying to get 60. All right. So I right away, he gave me the $60, and I keep, and I put $20 in my pocket, and I go tell those guys to just give me 40 mm-hmm. And they'll give me, like, extra because they know me. So they'll actually give me 60 And then I should, yeah, I'm, also, I'm only going to give that guy 20 of what I got. I cut it in half. I cut the other one in half. So he got, like, only, like, $30 worth of crack for 60 bucks. He smokes that all up. Then he wants to buy another 20 And I pretend I went to go get it, but I still have that rock I bought from another dude. So 
I gave it to him, and I'm making a hundred dollars off him. And this is his first time smoking crack. Or? No, oh, but he doesn't know doesn't the know amounts anybody. very much, though. No. Or he's just he just knows he's he doesn't have any power because he he doesn't know anybody in that neighborhood. He has no choice, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of crack. So hustle. I'm a good salesman. Yeah, man. I am not a good salesman. I am not. And I don't know. I don't know how you do it. It's a gift you have as a from a child. You have the gift of charm. Yeah, man. When Bush, I think when when Bush was when I'm president, the, I don't know his the first Bush, the first Bush. Yeah, we went to Iraq, right? Yeah. The Gulf War. That was ninety to ninety two. I wasn't even following the news that much. You know, when George Bush, I don't know, he said um, no new taxes, and then there was new taxes. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that this comedian had a joke. He goes, he, he was doing a joke referencing um, the Redcoats, mm-hmm. I mean, the the British, because America was paying taxes, but they had no representation. They couldn't like, really vote, right? Mm-hmm. They had no... They didn't have any say in the... They had in, no, no say in England. In the power in the colonies, though, either. Yeah. So they couldn't make any changes there without asking England for yeah uh, permission. Basically. So the joke the guy had was before it was t- paying taxes with no representation. Now with uh, representation with more taxes, something uh. like that, <laughs> or taxes w- without preparation. <laughs> no, he said. Who said this? Some comic. Oh, old open micing. Oh. a long time ago. Oh, okay. What did the British say? Taxes or the colonists say to the British? No taxes. That it was no taxation without representation. No taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. No, it's taxation with representation. Yeah, that was the guy's joke. It's not a very funny joke. He didn't make it. <laughs> and um, so then um, when um, who came after him? Bill Clinton. I was, I was with when Bill Clinton got elected. Yeah. I remember seeing him at the um, at um, Glendale Galleria, and he had a lot of excitement, like a lot of hype, man. Like he was really digging in, like I would say grassroots, mm-hmm. you know, like going at it, like going to malls, like no other president was going into malls back then. Mm-hmm. So that really, like, he touched something with the people, you know, you, of course. He was on the Tiffany Debbie Gibson tour. He was all, he was like <laughs> they went to everywhere, malls. man. He was playing sax. <laughs> He's on they, Arsenio. They humanized him. And um, George Bush Sr. wasn't ready for that. He was like the old school. He was yeah. a dork. Yeah. He was too stiff. He had, he had nothing, man. He wasn't ready. And then um, he was gone. And then Al Gore. Man, Al Gore, man, he just seemed boring, you know? Yeah, Gore was very boring. It, that was one of the and then lesser George, of two evils. Yeah, then you had George uh, Bush. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then he's done. Then Obama comes back with excitement of you know, the world. You know, he was grabbing the people. He was going to places where no other Democrat had went. You know, he was working um, the Midwest a lot, spending more time there, not really worrying about California or... New York, but really spending more time. And then now, Trump comes in the scene. And he digs in, man. Like, I don't know what he did, but um, he started talking to, um, spending a lot of time in Missouri while Hillary was in New California, hanging out with George Clooney. 
He went to Wisconsin. Too. Wisconsin. Wisconsin was. He went there several. It's times. like he took notes. And Iowa too. He went there several now, times. He's a president elect, Donald J. Trump. I just can't believe it. I mean, I told you though, I wasn't voting for president, and I didn't. Uh, I voted down the rest of the ticket, uh, local propositions and seats, your Senate and all that stuff. So, so I'm not so surprised. Do you I believe mean, the polls like everybody else? No, because I. Um, I, first of all, there were so many people doing polls, and I don't know how each of those... I mean, there's only really a couple poll companies that are widely trusted as accurate and unbiased and well done, you know? Because there are ways to do polls where you can... I know, man. When the audience starts doing polls... <laughs> you can, there are ways to do polls where you can sway the information, the outcome, you know, of the polls. Or you can, you know, you only um, interview people... In one area, one city, you know, and that city's largely liberal, or that city, or or maybe you, um, who's willing to talk to you? You know, the ones who who are willing to talk to you, are they being honest? And I don't know. There's so many factors in polls that you can go wrong. So there were so many people doing polls. There were privately paid polls. There was so much weird information floating around during this election. It was crazy. But if you didn't unfriend and push away the friends of yours who disagree with you about politics most of the time. Let's say you're more of a liberal leaning person and you have a friend or a family member or whatever who is usually right wing conservative, socially conservative on most things. A lot of those people don't hang out together. They don't talk to each other. They don't, Keep them as friends on Facebook, you know. So they have their own circle of friends who all believe what they believe, right? Yes. And they think the rest of the country is thinking the same way. They're, they're not exposing themselves to the other side just to see what's going on over there, you know. They're not, like, keeping in touch with what the other side is talking about. And if you had paid attention... They weren't happy with Obama. They weren't happy with the things that the way things were. And they weren't happy with Trump when he came on the scene and was emerging as the guy, you know, their guy. They didn't think he could win and they didn't all agree with his policies. Um, but they wanted they went for the party line. They wanted change and what people like my brother and uh, you know, other people I know who voted Trump um they were voting the party line, but they were also happy this guy was not supposedly not entrenched in politics for years, right? But the thing is, if you're a businessman at that level, you're entrenched in politics in some way. You have people that you've uh, <laughs> that you've used before that you yeah, come on, mate. networked with before. He yeah, came out you paid lobbyists. For asking for a birth certificate from a president, a regular citizen. Yeah, who else does that? A, a regular citizen. He's a, he know. was a citizen back then, not a politician. He said the other. But but he has, since he has billions of dollars, you have he the power to do that. He manipulated the media. I mean, he knew how to how to um, get access to the media. He got so much free press just from his Twitter feed. You know, just from his tweets. That's crazy that the news is reporting his Twitter stuff. Yeah. That's free press right there. This is the there. first election where we had um, the president was decided on Twitter. 
he was taking control of the media by saying these outlandish things. And it was, was shock value. It was shock value. Like, people were like going, a, Trump, he's crazy. Like when we're, it was like we were vote. The, the whole election was done on Jerry Springer. Yeah, it was. And coming out of the closet is Donald Trump's wife with naked photos. Yeah. And everybody goes, boo, boo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all had a good laugh. But yeah. in the end, you know, we still believe them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's so much misinformation and so many weird uh, and then the things peop- that grab the, the public's attention. Then the people, like, they'll run right away jump both sides. Not just saying, no. not just saying, um, just Trump's. Trump supporters, but Hillary supporters, yeah. they'll jump on, on something without even reading the whole article, or maybe it was a thought from somebody, or they'll go like, um, just say, for example, um, today I just read um, this article by Huntington, Huffing, Huffington Post. I think I know what you're going to talk about. The one where I said- How people um, only click on, they don't even click on this. It story. said um, Bernie Sanders still has a chance yeah. to be president. <laughs> yes, I read that too. So I clicked on it, I want more information, right. and then- and um through this one loophole yeah and um i i've been guilty of retweeting stuff without even reading it i just (laughs) saw the front cover i didn't even read it i just say did you hear (laughs) marijuana three people od in colorado (laughs) i retweeted it without even reading it i thought it was funny Uh i I retweeted because i thought it was funny later on a person that grew up in my neighborhood caught on to the story and she believed it yeah. She believed it without even reading the whole article. Yeah. And she posted it to her friends. That's why we don't need marijuana in this neighborhood. <laughs> and then when I went back to her, I said, no, this is a joke page. You know, it's, it's, they did it just to fool us. Nobody OD'd. It's, you still cannot <laughs> OD'd. But she still went on the first thing that she read. Well, it could happen. It could happen. It could she happen. She has to justify her position. Otherwise, she doesn't want to look yeah, like she a fool. Has to, yeah, she, they, don't want to look, she, they don't want to look a fool. Yeah, there are a lot of people who do that. And I call people out on it. I'm like, this is a fake site. Because people don't dig deeper. And they don't question the source. Even if it's like, if it's, even if it's on like CNN or whatever. And... no. And you see it, and it seems outrageous. I still look, look for several sites, several publications that are saying the same thing um, to verify it. But this, these people just share it, and um, and then you call them out on it, and you say, you know, this is a fake site or whatever, and they'll go, oh, and then they just leave it up there. They leave the article up there. They don't get rid of it. They don't say to themselves, oh, this is misinformation. I got to take this down. People are getting the wrong idea. Oh, they don't go back and tell their friends, I apologize for that. It was all wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, my aunt, my aunt shared this video that was going around, and it's these Muslims in Detroit who are celebrating in the streets, and they're hoisting up some some things, you know, and flags and, and pictures and words and things. And the um, the narrative that goes with it is wrong. It's completely wrong. And it's saying that they're celebrating, the, uh, or they're, they're calling for the decapitation of Jesus Christ or something like that, yes. right? And that they're celebrating in the streets. And it's not at all, this is a holiday that these people are celebrating, and it's a, it's a holiday of peace and happiness, 
And um, the person who made the film has come out and said, no, 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 I was capturing It's a Holiday. It happens on this day every year. You can go see it this year, you know, like it's a celebration that they're having. It is a holiday. It's an observance. And um, so I told my aunt, I said, that's not what this is. Because she was like, this is disgusting, right? She shared it. I said, that's not what this is. And I gave her the whole history behind the video. And um, her friends were still commenting after my comment saying, horrible. Oh, they should be beheaded. Blah, blah, blah. And then I said, Aunt Carol, this is fake. You should take this down. And she never did. Because she was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for letting me know or something like that. But she never took it down. (laughs) What's wrong with people? They just want to keep getting people angry. They feel also like um, they feel like when when they find a piece of political stuff, whether on both sides, and the person could have like fifteen hundred friends, one hundred, three hundred, and then they bust it out. They feel like they f- they found the holy grail. Like, yeah, man, I, f- I figure it out. I figure like, they feel like reporters too, and they're reporting something like this. Is what I found. It got to be true. Oh, Alex Jones says. I know, man. Alex Jones. Everybody was shocked. Man, people were in practically tears, weren't they? Yeah, people were in tears. Well, that night, they said there were people leaving the Jacob Javits Center where Hillary was having her party. With um, clinics. They were leaving in tears. Some of them were leaving in tears. And then I saw I that they were going to have a job for four years. <laughs> and I saw those uh, Instagram photos by America Ferrara, and she was there with Amy Schumer and Amber Tamlin. She was there with, with Hillary all, to celebrate, to celebrate. Yeah, they were all there, ready oh, to not ready to celebrate. They were there to observe. You know, they were like they all had white jackets on, like Hillary's white pantsuit thing. You know. And they were like so excited. And it's got to be such a weird letdown when the candidate doesn't even come out and say goodnight, you know? And all these people came from far and wide to, you know, watch this happen, thinking it was going to happen, of course. Nobody expected that. Then they go home, and she did concede, but didn't, I guess, have the balls to come out and do it that night publicly. So I'm sure it hurt really bad, and maybe it was difficult, but. That's part of part of the job of a politician is hiding that pain, I guess. Or that reminds me of um, that scene in Valley Girl, the ending scene when when they're doing the prom dance and the prom queen, and then one of the teachers goes up there. I remember I wanted to be prom queen. <laughs> I wasn't. Donald Trump looks surprised too, right? I think he was and tired. Yeah, I think he was surprised. That whole camp was surprised, and I think when it's now, I mean, he people people say, and he kept saying, "Well, he saw something that nobody else saw. He saw something that the American people wanted that nobody else was addressing." Right? Bernie addressed a lot of that too, but everybody got scared of the word social. Yeah, Bernie Sanders was fire. He was on fire with all these kids, all these millennials. I think he could have beaten Trump. And he had um, because people wanted an alternative to Trump. They didn't want to vote Hillary. And the 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 media was all over um, Hillary's assemblies. You know, when she had when she was speaking, they always go watch hers. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Bernie Sanders was selling out the Coliseum. Oh yeah, but they were not. He was getting no coverage. No, 
No, they've clearly had a choice. They could blame themselves. Oh, they, they are to blame. They absolutely are to blame. And the DNC is to blame. And Debbie Wasserman Schultz is to blame. All those people are to blame. And Hillary is to blame for it as well. And, you know, people say... She well, didn't visit those places that Obama visited, huh? Over and over. Some of them she did, but she lost them. She didn't. She didn't. Uh, she didn't win them over. But a lot of people were tired of fake politicians, which is like why some people liked Donald Trump because you know he quote unquote told it like it is or whatever. But um, they just were tired. They're tired of hearing. You know how you look at celebrities and you go. Oh, that celebrity is too rehearsed and polished or whatever, you know, like Tom Cruise. He's not going to give an off-the-cuff answer. He's got everything prepared, right? We, we love each other's farts. <laughs> like Howard Stern always, oh, the other actor in this movie, he shits gold and it doesn't smell. And, you know, they just love, they kiss each other's asses and they know exactly what to say and they're rehearsed even when they're not in a movie at the time. And people these days have gotten tired of those kinds of celebrities. They want the reality stars who will talk back to them on Twitter, who will communicate with them. You know, they want to get a retweet from their favorite uh, celebrity. They want to the celebrity to be down to earth and take a selfie with them if they run into them at the mall. Oh. You know, like that's what they want now. They don't want this facade of I'm better than you because I'm a celebrity or I'm better than you because I'm a politician. They want somebody who maybe says the wrong thing sometimes. And I'm not saying I liked any of this about Trump, but I could see what people don't like. They didn't care how many fucking celebrity endorsements Hillary had. This was the first year celebrity endorsements did not work. Because look at what celebrity endorsements Trump had. Scott Baio. Bam. (laughs) Bam. Who else? Ann Coulter, who doesn't even matter. Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, like all those, all those idiots are getting rewarded with positions, most likely. But I don't think he can grab all of those guys. You said uh, Chris Christie was demoted. I have to read about that. I didn't, I didn't hear that at all. But um, he was supposed to. He he was doing the transition. Yeah, he's. Oh, that's right. He's uh, supposedly. He seems like he's rewarding these people for supporting him in any way because nobody else did. But um, I mean, on the, I mean, publicly as a politician, nobody stood behind him and said, <coughs> except the people that you see there: Ben Carson, Giuliani, all those people, Chris Christie. Um, you know, somebody else was saying too that um, it's interesting because he's denied these uh, unemployment numbers for a couple years, um, saying because we're at about five percent unemployment in the country, right? Maybe some of that is attrition where people fall off, they stop looking for work, you know, so they fall off the unemployment rolls once their time period is up. And, um, but we're down to a pretty low number. And that's good. And, but he's been denying that, that's, that those are the real figures for years. But he's inheriting this, the same department who's going to be putting out unemployment numbers each month, you know. They have to be facts, right? They have to be facts. And so they're going to put that out. Is he going to challenge their number and say it's wrong? Or is he going to accept that 5% that we're currently at when he takes office? You know, I think it'd be like that number's wrong. It should be higher. You know, I, I, he's, uh, he's, he's said a lot of weird things. And I know he was just saying all this stuff to get elected, taking it to the extreme to get elected. But, um, 
I don't know how much he's going to do. I mean, it remains to be seen. It's a strange, it feels like a, a dream that he's the president. It's so strange. I was kind of like, um, when I was watching like the election and I was following up, because I don't really don't, I really knew Obama because when he was running for Senator of Chicago against Allen, Allen Keys, who was a crazy conservative, right? But this one I really did follow. And along the way, when um, they were saying those stuff about Trump and his his polls, I was feeling bad for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, man, he was kind of going in as the guy, as the, um, as the, you know, when, when you bet, when you, when you, he was a long shot. Yeah. He was going in as a long shot. Yeah. So people who are undecided were going for the long shot. You know, I'm going to vote for him because I know he's not going to win. Yeah. For real, there's people who vote like that. Do I go for Hillary? I doesn't show my e- her emails, or should I go with Trump, who doesn't expose his taxes? And I think they were just going for him because they felt bad. And um, at they one felt bad. I don't know about that. A lot of old geezers voted for him too. <laughs> yeah, they forget yeah, the power, forget of, the old power people, of old people who read. You also forget about the power of churches who often sway their congregations to uh, vote a certain way. And, um, let and the Lord know. said this morning, Brother Trump. Like, when you get a church on a letter-writing campaign... They'll do it, huh? They'll do it. They're, they're effective. They've got a lot of retirees who can, you know, get their complaints in order. And, you know, they, they're the ones who are complaining to the FCC about radio shows, TV shows. If they hear one person hears one bad word or something, I found that offensive and... Then they'll start a letter writing campaign. They'll get like ten to a hundred letters, you know. And then the FCC sees that and goes, "Fuck, you know, we've got, that means there's ten thousand people out there who believe this same thing, who were offended as well." And then they put a fine on that person or whatever. It's it's ridiculous, but um, you know, these people. There were people who wanted somebody different. They didn't really care what they were voting for, other than that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know that Hillary would be this would be any different. I don't know what Trump is going to do. Who knows how much he's going to roll back? Who knows how? I mean, so far the immigration thing that he said he's going to deport, you know, these people with criminal records who are illegal. That's been going on for years. Duh! Everybody, they, our brother's we, gone. We, yeah, we've been doing that for a long yeah, time. We deported a lot of gangsters yeah. to um, El Salvador yeah. and yeah, El Salvador. MS-13 that's and how the gang, Street. That's how the gangs were spread, was getting these people out yeah, of the when, U.S. and down into El Salvador. Yes, during, gang a, during knowledge Clinton now. era. Yeah. During Clinton era, they deported a lot of Salvadorians, people from Guatemala, Mexico, back to their where they were from. They and had spent prison time in the U.S. They had prison time over here. So they had and, extra powers. So when they got to Mexico and El Salvador, became shot callers. Yeah, they're the man now And over there. so... The same people are getting deported right now, which is no big news. Yeah, it's no big news. He's, you know. It's not that they're going to go to your house and go, knock, knock, knock. Any Mexicans in here? <laughs> they're not going to do that. Come on, man. That'll take years of paperwork of writing and Yeah, I mean, local, voting. local law enforcement, LAPD at least, and other states as well, other cities as well around the country that are doing this. But local law enforcement is saying, we don't have a task force to remove people. You know, they're they're having to say this to the 
the citizens or the, the people who live, the residents in Los Angeles, the LAPD is doing it, other cities are doing it, saying, we're, we're not coming to your house and taking you away. We don't have any plans to do that. LA is welcoming of immigrants. We're not asking, like, you know, we're not asking people to see your papers when you're walking down the street. We're not coming, they're not coming to your jobs unless they're doing some sort of raid, but they, that's not an LA thing. They're not going to send the cops for you. My friend George, the one that Ivan cut his hair and he messed it all up, he used to work with me at Dodger Stadium. He said they got into a car accident. It was like 1997, 98. He says the white lady said, um, you have a driver license? You have insurance? Let me see your papers. Like, Really? She was asking for a green card, and he said he just So took, illegal. He just laughed at her, man. This is for a job? No, they were in a car accident. Oh, she wanted to see all that? Yeah, it was, it was, and it was her fault. <laughs> she thought she was going to scare him with that oh, and, no and get away with the accident, and he said, no, I, I stood there, the police came, yeah. and they reported the whole thing. Yeah, asking have, for your papers. Ridiculous. And then that, that cop just looked at her like, you're an idiot. <laughs> All they want to know is, are you licensed to drive, you know, and do you have any warrants? That's another stupid lady, you know, like, you, and then you try to, the cops will try to explain to her, ma'am, you can't ask people for their papers. You have no authority. Yeah. But they're here illegally and should just stay with the same cha- um, um, train of thought. You know, you can't con- convince her no more. She's already an idiot, yeah. you know. It's like that. It's not that she's racist. She's just an idiot. She's know? an idiot. You know, she's there's a fucking idiot, one of my favorite, stupid ass bitch. One of my favorite Crank Yankers um, episodes was when Robert Smigel played a um, uh, a Muslim guy calling. I forget who he was calling, but some lady, some white lady, and uh, she answered the phone. And then he's having a conversation with her, and he's got an accent, like an Arab accent, and then. Um, she basically said, she basically said, bitch of son. When he said he was Muslim, she said, oh, no, 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 we're at, we're at war with Islam. And she actually said that, like, we're at war with Islam. Like, this is what she's picked up from the news. That's her summary of what she thinks we are, we are uh, fighting. We're not fighting Islam. But this was right after 9-11. And she's saying, "Oh no 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 no! We're you know we're uh, we're against Islam, and we're not against Islam as a country. That's not what this war was either. You know, this was right around the um, this was Afghanistan, right around Afghanistan time. Yeah. And uh, she just that summed up really how a lot of people are. A lot of people, you know, they're voting with with their hearts, not necessarily on their policies. Minds. Yeah, and um." They accuse liberals of doing the same thing. Um, but anyway, it's uh, what's done is done. And that what I, I said that joke on um, when I was in um, Addison. I said, um, depending what part of the country is what I am. In, Me- in California, Texas, New York, I'm Mexican. In Minnesota, I'm ISIS. <laughs> yep. Yep. I guess there's from a lot of white people at the airport now. Yeah. But I'm thinking now it's because I have long hair. I'm I, I'm tall. I'm beautiful. <laughs> and I look like somebody they saw on TV with this chip put the 
Yeah. The, the two things together. I think you're a striking man. You're interesting to look at. Even babies are captivated by you. Yeah. They won't touch my hair. Yeah. I am a phenomenon. <laughs> Something like a phenomenon. My boy died. Nobody noticed. Who? Leonard Cohen. Lately, I've been waiting. I've been waiting here for you. <laughs> I do believe it's summer, but it could be waiting for the moment. La 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 la. Right now, um. Like um, Isaac, he's into note taking, so he writing down. What is he doing? Sorting out. <laughs> we stuff? went to Staples the other day, and he wanted he to get Staples, this. Huh? Uh, yeah, he wanted to get this accordion folder, and uh, put labels on it, everything. And he got a few Manila folders to go inside. And I said, "What are you doing?" He said, and he started filling it with papers and writing notes, and he was asking me questions, you know. Um, certain things that Trump had said, and I said, "What are you doing over there?" And he said, "Oh, nothing. I'm just uh, compiling um, some files of all the stupid things Donald Trump has said." <laughs> so he's writing down everything stupid that Donald Trump has said, and keeping it in a file. People burning New Balance shoes. Too bad. Only um, old people wear those shoes. I never had a pair of New Balance. But lately, I've been looking for some Sakanis. Yeah. So you've been fighting with a lot of trolls? No, that guy was talking okay. about me arguing with one of your uh, Twitter followers who's a Trump supporter oh. down in Florida, I guess, right? Yeah, he goes to the show all the time, that guy. Yeah, and he was, oh, he was just so pro-Trump and like so gloating about it and everything. And then he was like, can you believe these protests though? Can you imagine if people protested Obama like this? I had to step in and correct him. And people did protest Obama both elections. He didn't even go look that up, huh? He didn't even go look that up. He's just repeating other people who also haven't been corrected. You have to correct these idiots. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just can't stand for it to be too idiotic. But if you correct them, they're not going to research it. Oh, no, they're not. Both sides. I know. I know. They're not going to research it. They're not. But I have to step in and just. And they don't read the whole. I know some of the people don't read the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We didn't finish saying what that Huffington Post article was about. So, yeah, it was saying uh, there was a loophole to get Bernie elected, you know, that Bernie could actually take the place uh, uh, with with some loophole, right? Take the place of Trump, right? And so you click on it, you go, what? You know, and you click on it, and then it talks about there's no loophole. There's no loophole. We just brought you here to explain how so much misinformation can be shared over and over, and probably people aren't aren't even clicking on this article to read it. They're just sharing it because of the headline. And and uh, it was it was talking about recycled, you know, watching out for bad news sources and all this stuff. Things that people aren't doing, they're just hitting share, and they're not even reading. They're just reading the headlines. You used to make a joke about that years ago because you had friends who only paid attention to the headlines. Yeah, they'll tell you. Did you hear about Donald Trump? <laughs> and that's all they say because that's all they. Or know. they mix up a bunch of headlines, you know, yeah. or a bunch of things, and they just get it all wrong. They don't read anything. And you have to, I mean, you have to, the thing is, this stuff spills over into real life and these people try to have conversations about this and then they bring up like some meme they saw, you know, or something they saw that they think is rooted in fact and they haven't gone to look at it. But it's, it's, uh, 
the information that we have available, it's it's too dangerous. The internet's becoming too dangerous now for people. And everybody, like everybody's right to get into what it could take up your whole day of fighting, arguing with somebody. Oh, it can, man. Um, Ongoing. Nat- Natasha Leggero. She had a funny um, tweet. She said, um, thank you, Donald Trump, for making my husband look at his phone every 15 minutes. Because <laughs> he's fighting with people? Most of the day spent that. I could see him yeah. doing that, yeah. And I think he was at one of the protests. Moshe's fucking smart, though. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's... it's um. It can take up your whole day, and it can. What it, what I noticed the other day, I think it was Saturday. I woke up, and Isaac. I could hear that Isaac wasn't up yet, so I laid in bed longer, and I just decided to like go through my social media and stuff and lay there. And somebody had responded to a comment I made the night before, right, on something, and it was like a somebody was baiting me into an argument, right? I could just feel it. They were wanting to argue here, and my. I could feel my blood pressure going up and I'm laying, this is the first feeling I have laying in bed, like right after waking up on a Saturday it was the first feeling I had was, uh, like it's that feeling in, like a pit in your, in, like a pit in your stomach and also anger at how this person didn't get what you were trying to say or something, you know, you were misunderstood. There's a lot of feeling going in there and it raises my blood pressure and it gets me angry. And so I have to, I'm trying to learn to turn it off and not play into it. But um, because some people right now, it's easier right now because people are so stupid right now. They are. Man. They're, they're really, um, they're being ridiculous. Everybody's being ridiculous right now. And I know people are angry and, uh, but a lot of these people who are angry are younger. And I think it's like their first election or maybe their second election. Yeah, man. And I don't think they've, They've ever. They never lived through. They never. They never seen what I've seen. I seen. <laughs> I seen two versions of Bush, people. Yeah, I mean, people. You get... seen only one week of Trump. You are losing your mind? Come on. He's not even in Come office. Come on. He's not in office yet. But yeah, they they have. Uh... I could rant all day about this. <laughs> I think a lot of these people who are protesting are younger. Um, they either didn't vote because they're too young. Protesting and arguing with a troll on the internet at the same time. <laughs> So they're they're a little young. Um, either they're too young to vote, or it's their first election, presidential election. Um, like Dana, I am like so your niece. proud my daughter's out there. <laughs> like your niece, you know. And so it's to them, it they just can't imagine that there are people because you don't think beyond where you live and the people you know. So they just can't imagine that there are people out there who don't want who want somebody else like this. Also, um, getting back to the polls. What I saw in the news was a lot of the people that were doing the polls, they were not being honest because they didn't want nobody to know who they're voting for. Right. And all of those people, you know, they didn't say nothing, but then then they went home and voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Secretly. Yeah. But they, didn't, they just want to keep their friends. Yeah. I bet a lot true. of people voted like that. Yeah. A lot of people from o- Iowa. <laughs> Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Iowa, Ohio. And, you know, we need... People uh, don't know nothing about una torta de asada. <laughs> if you're upset and you're in California, there's nothing you could do. If you're don't upset... Don't eat Mexican food no more. <laughs> if you're upset and you're in California or you're in another blue state that voted for Hillary, there's nothing you could do. That's 
out of your control. Your state voted the way you voted, right? Would it make a difference? Go move to don't, Ohio. Don't ever buy a burrito <laughs> or a taco or Mexican food from white people. <laughs> that you could do. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> Can we make no burritos here, tamales? Oh man! At a protest, I have to make tamales this year because I have to. Oh, she unfreeze the woman here right now. Eat some right now. <laughs> My fat ass. Twelve thirty. I know, oh, man. You're always suggesting food. I know, man. We got we got these tamales. Oh, also, I know we've been talking a lot, and we really want to do this every week, but it's so tough. Oh my like, god! I get so into it like I am right now. Oh, a lot of you guys have been asking about our delicious vegan food that Lisa makes for her for for her lovable husband right here, Felipe <laughs> Esparza. Who's that? She's thinking of um me. Today the Big Macs were good, by the way. Those Big Macs? Yeah, they were good. They were good, man. You love Big Macs. Right? I love Big Macs. That was my <laughs> thing, man. That was my thing. <laughs> when I was like in high school anywhere, whatever money I had. It was Big Mac. I'll get a Big Mac <laughs> with um fries and then at one day i figured out how to get big macs for 99 cents i know we never talked about do this tell. People. you gotta do it like this people <laughs> say you have five kids and they all want big macs that's 50 that's in, 15 dollars it's 15 so what you do is um without fries you go in there and you see the double cheeseburger it's usually for 290 for 199 or 299 whatever the price it is it's usually 199 now, it used to be 99 cents. The dollar menu, whatever, yeah. The dollar menu, mm-hmm. double cheeseburger. Just say we were back in 1912. <laughs> so you got a time travel for this deal? No, you, you could get, get a Big Mac now for one ninety nine, <laughs> or for a dollar. Okay. But you go in and you go, you go to McDonald's and you order the double cheeseburger and you tell them to put Big Mac sauce on it. Yeah. They don't charge you extra for that? They'll charge you extra. Oh. 25 cents. Oh, 25 cents. Okay, so you're 2 and now. And you also tell 24. them, can you put some lettuce in it? 10 cents. And they'll do it. 2.34. Now, you want to get crazy? I wouldn't try this. With a smile, like you're James Bond ordering uh, martini, shaking but not stirred. I'm out. You tell them, can you please put it on a sesame seed bun? <laughs> You're asking a fucking lot. And you got the Big Mac for a dollar a dollar Big Mac right there. Do they ever realize what you're doing? They laugh. <laughs> they think you're a genius. Oh, man. Oh, the, yeah. You're a shot caller, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. We don't need to tamales right now. Okay. One. One. One each. So, getting back to what we're talking about, Lisa is thinking about making a web page with all, yeah. with all the ingredients and maybe a, t- a tutorial. I might join in there, you know. You'll see my hand. <laughs> I won't say nothing. I'll be the assistant. Or- well, I'm thinking of creating uh, more of a lifestyle website that has, like, a blog with uh, maybe things I've tried or maybe new recipes or, if you know, because I get a lot of people asking about recipes and how to get started, um, you know, if you want to try some vegan food and stuff like that. And then some people ask other kinds of questions. Um, so I could have a little blog on there, maybe some cooking videos, you know, and recipes. And then um, I wanted to add some stuff about 
uh, miscarriage stuff because I felt like there wasn't enough information there isn't. Uh, out there as to what to expect, you know, because nobody really prepares you for what has to happen after your body has a miscarriage. Um, and it's not, it's just not what I expected. And I know a lot about <laughs> childbirth and the human body, and I was surprised. And I, know, I, and I know a lot of stuff about getting people pregnant. <laughs> You are the expert on that, no doubt about it. The Esparza clan can Man, certainly I reproduce. I was so fertile. <laughs> if I crossed the street, I'll get you pregnant. You would have to close your legs. Oh my God, you're not fertile. She's I could get fertile. you pregnant. I could get you pregnant <laughs> drinking out of my cup. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, and then you know I'd put other stuff um, up there like. Um, Oh, I don't know. Just I'm I'm still trying to plan it out, but um, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it'll be low key, you know. I have a friend who does a blog. I really like it. It's called Free and Native, Free and Native, and she's got a lot of hippy dippy uh, recommendations for things and. You know, herbs and teas and stuff like that. It's a beautiful site, beautiful photos. Like, I really like, she's done it for years. She's a great writer, too. And, uh, brush. Oh, the brush? Yes. She's a great writer, too. So, when she writes about something, I really like to read up on what she does, what she's doing. Um, but she talks about, like, you know, certain natural products, organic stuff, and a whole lifestyle of, like, organic and, living next to nature and all that stuff. She's she's pretty uh, crunchy granola like that. So. I got to tell you something. When I was in, um, when I was oh. out of town, I was in, walking to Whole Foods. You cheated on me. No. Never. I love you. Oh, never. Oh. Some guy that looked just like Russell Peter came up to me. Really? Yes. Oh, wait, I saw that Snapchat or something, yeah, right? we were. Um, he did kind of look like We him. were in, um, I was walking to get the, my sandwich, and Rodrigo disappeared. He goes, "Hey, my friend," and um, we're talking. And he goes, "Can you? Do you mind waiting? Waiting? My friends are coming. They're, they want to take a photo with you. We saw you when you were walking, and we made a U-turn. Take a photo with you. You're like the funniest." I say, "Okay, cool." Then his friends show up, and man, the other, one of the friends likes the church was happening, and He's heard of the angel of the casserole. Mm. And um, they were all from, I guess, Canada. And one guy, he was from Albania. He was Albanian. Mm-hmm. And when I said Albania, yeah, John Belushi is Albanian. So he took a bunch of photos with them, and they took photos of me. I got recognized a lot in Dallas. We have, um, it was fun. So I forgot my point. Oh, yeah, so my point was that the guy knew each other casserole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was Albanian? No, the other guy, he was, he was oh, on the other guy. East Indian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had man. anybody ever told him he looked like Russell before? I guess not. <laughs> he did, huh? He did pretty much. Same head. He was trying to say um, Face uh, Russell's live, but he, uh, somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> but um, he said, uh, well, oh, the line, bad. somebody's going to get bad, real bad. <laughs> Somebody gonna get hurt or real bad. Um, so a lot of people, um, 
that I hooked, um, hung out in a sparking lot. They listened to the Inchlada casserole. Pri- cool. Privately, you know, I guess. That's cool. They don't like to come on and say it, but they like it, I guess. <laughs> it's a they get a They get show. a different view. It is. You know, whoever listens, thank you very much for listening. Also, shout out to Chingo Bling's wife who listens. Marisol, shout out. Oh, yeah, Marisol lifts. Marisol lifts. Marisol lifts. She's totally in shape. Yeah, she's both. We should, that'd be fun to have one time. I don't know. We never had guests at Enchilada Casserole, but it'll be good to have like a husband and wives. And we can have maybe Chingo Bling and his wife on the show and they could talk about sure. her fitness and his crazy promoting style. And How long have they been married? I forgot to have you I ask no him idea. on the show. I know they have a daughter, right? Sometimes I feed Felipe questions for the What's Up Fool podcast and he doesn't ask them. So that's why I have to shout sometimes from behind <laughs> or I think of something or I'm correcting something. But yeah. You don't ask my questions sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's been a, f- a few years, like probably less than five, right? Something like yes. that. Do they have kids? They have a kid, a daughter, I think. How, how old is she? I don't know. Oh, maybe they've been together a He mentioned it on the What's the Food podcast. Really? That was when he moved his family to East LA because he asked me where the best place to live. Yeah. And I said, Boyle Heights, I East LA. I remember how long ago that was. So. I went, <laughs> we have a friend um, named Steve Danner and his wife, their little People, I guess little people. We mm-hmm. went to their we went to their uh, wedding. It was cool. It was a little wedding. <laughs> it was a little wedding. Yeah, it was a little wedding, man. It was a was it a dry wedding? No, no, it was not a dry wedding. But it was um, there was wine, I think. Their baby is out. Yeah, they had a little baby, and the baby's been sick for a while. And shout out to Steve Danner. The baby was premature. For premature, yeah. yeah. So he had some some issues. He's not a little person, huh? The baby? I don't know. No, he looks happy though. Yeah. He still has a little breathing thing. Yeah. Shout out to them, man. I hope he's okay. Me too. Shout out. How are you feeling now after the miscarriage? I feel like normal. Like the, 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 once it starts, once it stops cramping, uh, I feel normal. You know, once the cramping stops, I feel back to normal. And then it's just like a period that just won't stop. Yeah, man. I went down (laughs) and you ate a water bag. Oh, so gross. Nasty. Taking these too far. I know. I'm sorry. I have to complain but, to the FCC about my husband. Yeah, we got to cut this out because I got to deal with them. ABC, <laughs> it, it goes into effect when we sign out when we sign the contract, right? Oh yeah. Well, I haven't seen the paperwork yet, but apparently it's going to the attorneys and they're looking it over and all that stuff. That's so, exciting, huh? It's exciting. So we have a, a pilot being written, and then hopefully we have a TV show. Yeah, hopefully it'll get picked up for series. It sounds funny so far. From you talk to the writer, we got yes, a little. Yes, it sounds uh, funny. Got a little um, peek into what they're planning. Um, so that's good. I think what was going to help, the, the fact that Donald Trump got elected, you know, doesn't change anything but for me. But it, it's going to really help the, the show now. Yeah. We could, talk, we, could just, we, we could get edgy, talk about immigration or not. But, the, but the, it's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to... What's in store in the future? Me too. It's exciting. And uh, it's cool because Superstore, you've been on there twice, recurring character. I'm and be on again. they've asked you back for a third episode, which is going to be Cody filmed. Cody is back. Yeah, it's going to be filmed in December. It'll probably air in January, I'm assuming, but I don't know their schedule. So. I wonder if it's going to be a Christmas party. No, no, no. It's after the holidays. They're oh. not coming back till January 17th, I think. When, so, when, do the, when do the show end? Stop airing. 
Probably like May. That's when most shows stop. No, this December. This it already ended. That was the last. The, that the back to back episodes were the last ones until January. So when um, Dina and uh, and um, Brett a, hooked up, right? Mm-hmm. Not Ooh. Brett, uh, Garrett. Garrett. But they are kind, like a cliffhanger. Kind of, yeah. So they're off for like a month, and then well, no, two months. So they ended last week, and then they'll be back in January. And still the same season, right? Still the same season. Okay. But kind of like what Walking Dead does. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad never did it, but Walking Dead did it. They do it. They've done it for the last three years, I think. They'll break in, they come back in October, right? And then they'll break around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will probably, that week will probably be the last episode. Until, and that's eight episodes. Then they take off until February. And they always come back around Valentine's Day, my birthday week. They come back. And then they go until, I don't know, May, something like that. Exciting. Yeah. Or March, sorry, April. Yeah, so it's like 16 I'm episodes. I'm going to be the best Santa <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah, it was fun. it's fun to watch you on there. The lights are set, man. It looks like they got a... They got this whole building. You know, the, the building on Cloud Nine building, the one you see when, mm-hmm. you, when, when you're on. It's just a facade, right? It's a facade. There's nothing inside there. No, there is. It's just a reg- It's a like a store, a regular building, not a store. It's not the store. No, it's not the store. Regular building. Nobody goes inside. Yeah. But then the, stu- the, the big studio where they have the actual store, like it looks like an actual store. Mm-hmm. And. The, like when you're walking to exit, it looks like it's sunny, mm-hmm. like you're being fooled because it looks so well lit. Mm-hmm. And and it's not. I, I go outside and I, I expect to see your bushes, like I see out the window. No <laughs> man, I see another wall, <laughs> a wall with that keeps the the sound away from everything. Yeah, I mean TV and movies are no so photos, so tricky. You could take the photos, but you can't post them until the episode them. comes out, right? The strict. guy that played the Santa in my in uh, my episode, mm-hmm. he, I saw him in a FedEx commercial. Oh yeah, playing Santa. Yeah, he he told me when he, we were doing the show that um he was gonna go work on a FedEx commercial. It was cool. It was cool hanging out with um the guys on the show, the Santas. Uh, because one of the Santas, he was on a he was in a movie Popeye. I love Popeye. <laughs> Love Popeye. I hate that movie. Oh my god! I, I learned a lot of wor- worthless information, but I like to know <laughs> that. We're, 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 he told me that we're, we're, the place where they shot Popeye, the whole little island, the boats, and all that. Is it, it in looks, Spain? I don't know. Italy. Italy. Okay. It looks the same. Mm-hmm. They kept it the same for like tourists. Well, they dressed it up for the movie, yeah. and they kept that whole look that they they put up that's a good idea though and he said that brings there, people there there's a family of acrobats comedians and clowns from i think from italy or um england and they were all in a they were all in a movie hmm. they were all trained um acrobats or not and street performers that's what i who did he play in popeye he played um wimpy he did not. He played Wimpy? Olive Oil's brother. Well, that's not Wimpy. 
That's not the guy, right? That's him. That's him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He played Olive Oil's brother, Castor Oil. That didn't look like the Santa guy. He looks too young here. He's older now. Is that a young photo of him, or he looks like that now? No, man. He looks old now. That's what I thought. He's he has old whiskers. and gray. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Santa. He was telling me that the Santa season is from August to um, October. No, it's from May to August, June to like October, September. They start shooting all the holiday commercials. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get a, if you're trying to get into a Christmas commercial, now it's too late. They already shot them all. Oh yeah, they shot them all. Except you know, Joey Diaz. He was supposed to be on your podcast last. No, no, no. To, he, he, no, no, no. He was supposed to be at our wedding. Manager is going to make it. <laughs> He was supposed to be at our wedding two years ago, right? Almost two years now, babe, that we've been married. <sighs> this will be the 10th year we've been together. Um, it was like six days. Uh-huh. The, uh, Underwater, not just kidding. <laughs> Hack. Hack. The, uh, I'm seal. <laughs> two years ago, he was supposed to be at our wedding, but then he got called in to shoot that. That Christmas movie he always does. Oh my God! Yeah, he a does dog every, for Christmas or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's been to all of them. Dog for Christmas, this, dog for Easter. It's like been like five of them. But a he dog did, for he didn't, get the, he didn't get the call until like a week before our wedding, and then he couldn't come to the wedding because he was going to be shooting for like four days straight. And they got were me a French were, press. I used it once. <laughs> they were cramming this. Um, they were cramming this movie into like a four day shoot. Right, it's a TV movie. And it's with Dean Kane, right? And somebody else. It's every year they do this Dog for Christmas movie. I don't know what it's called. But um, he's... I, I can't imagine that they shot that movie just a couple weeks before Christmas. You know? It was a couple weeks before Christmas and he didn't yes. get the call until like... He's been waiting for the call. He was waiting. Like they haven't called this year. He didn't know what was wrong. And he knew one was coming out. But he didn't know, and then he called him last minute. Like, how can they get a movie done? They must have been working around the clock. His podcast was doing well, but not as well as it's doing now, huh? No, it's growing every day. Yeah. It's gotten so much stronger. Because he just reached a million downloads uh, a couple months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Two million. Two million. Okay. okay. That's good. The episode I was on had 200,000 downloads. Ow, Sorry. hurt my ears. Oh, my God, that hurt. Trying to blow your kids. Even Slipper got scared. She pooped right now. <laughs> All right. So hopefully we'll see you in, um, you know what we should do? Three months. No, you know <laughs> you know what we should do is we should do a podcast for Thanksgiving. Yes. And have you, me, and Isaac on at the hotel. What do you think? Okay. And yeah. Slippers. Yeah. yeah. And Slippers. We'll do it. She never talks in the mic loud enough. <laughs> she said chomp 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 alright so we'll see you next time also people not, oh, yeah. not only do we have a rabbit we have a tree next door that has a lot of bushes like a lot of ivy has grown on it Yeah, it's wrapped around with leaves and it's wrapped around with a lot of stuff huh it's a lot of ivy, a lot of um, leaves. Three raccoons live there, and we Three. always knew they lived there. They're like but I thought giant, it was one. They're like giant cats. I thought it was two because we saw two jumping around. They come out on warm nights, and we saw two jumping around in the streets at night, and uh, big bushy tails. 
But then there was a third one the other day that came down while the other two were waiting. I could not believe there are three in there. And during the day, they're there. They're sleeping in the tree there. And then they come down at night sometimes to forage and look for food and stuff. Yeah. Slippers right away heard them. It just oh, jumped slip, out. Yeah, slippers nose. She'll sit there and stomp to try to claim her territory. Stomp. <laughs> A powerful stomp. Like, don't you fuck around with my my house right here, lady. Talking to those raccoons. All right, we'll see you next time. Also, this week I'll be in um oh, yeah. Hammond, Indiana Hammond, at Indiana. the Horseshoe Casino on Saturday night. With Paul Rodriguez. It's 20 minutes from Chicago. Yes. Depending or where 20 minutes from. Of somewhere, from somewhere in Indiana as well, because it's in Indiana. I think it's like half an hour from Gary, isn't it? Half an hour from Gary, yeah. 45 minutes. Gary, Indiana. And also, I'm going to be at the Harlow's in Sacramento. December 10th. December 10th. One night only. And... You come and then in January coming to Pleasanton, California, and then um, Tommy T's. Tommy T's, and then you're doing the Novo downtown the LA. Novo, January twenty first. Two shows. And one then show. well, one show right now, but if if it gets sold out, then we'll add another show. Um, and then we're doing um, you're doing Miami with Mike Epps on his tour. Yes, and. Something else. I can't remember, but all the dates will be at Felipe'sWorld.com slash tour. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good one. I asked my father. I said, Father, change my name. The one I'm using now, it's covered up with fear and filth and cowardice and shame. Yes, and lover, 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 come back to me. Yes, and lover, 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 come back to me. He said, I locked you in this body. I meant it as a kind of trial You can use it for a weapon Or to make some woman smile Yeah, lover, 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 lover Come back to me Yes, and lover, 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 lover Start again, I cried. Please let me start again. I want a face that's fair this time. I want a spirit that is calm. Yes, and lover, 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 lover.